You can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people. You are about to get into an episode of a series produced here on Raising Free People Network. Now, the views expressed by this particular person do not necessarily reflect my views. This is Akila you're listening to, and it doesn't necessarily reflect the views of the network. What these conversations do is encourage us to think past our own biases and ideas and to engage in conversation that helps us to grow our community in ways that are love-centered, human-centered, and liberation-minded. Yeah? Yes. Let's grow. What's good, friends? It's good to be back with you once again for the Let's Grow podcast series on the Raising Free People Network. I am your host, Dr. Sunjata, and I come to you today. I'm in kind of mad question asking mode. Shout out to Akila. I got some questions for you, and I wanted to share with you the genesis of today's questions. I was listening to a podcast series called 1619 that the New York Times has put out to commemorate the 400th anniversary of the first African people that were brought to this continent and enslaved in 1619. And they've been doing um, a series online in terms of uh, digital writings and also podcasts. And I've been listening to the podcast and the latest episode was really, really fascinating about the birth of American music. I highly recommend checking that out. And I'll include a link in the show notes. So it got me thinking, though, because it made me think about how, well, first of all, like I love history and I love the context that I get every time I hear a different perspective, a new story, the nuance behind it all. And it made me think about last year. I forget the movie that came out, but another movie came out that spoke about slavery and the enslavement of African people in America. And there was this video that came out of Snoop Dogg just going on a rant. And Snoop was just like, you know, we don't want to see any more slave movies. We're tired of seeing slave movies. We don't need to be reminded. We come from kings and queens and et cetera, et cetera. Just a rant about like the problem with continuing to throw slavery in our face and this and that. So personally, I couldn't disagree more with that. And it's a couple of things I want to point out. One, I couldn't disagree more because I personally, again, I love knowing the different nuances of the different stories. And I feel like every time I, I watch one of those movies or I listen to a podcast like 1619, I get some more context and it gives me just a clearer vision, a clearer picture of what that era was like. And here's what I understand. And I can actually say as well is that yeah, some of it is hard to listen to and it's hard to watch, but because I'm a student of history and I just enjoy history, I'm willing to, I guess, go through some of that pain, I guess, with the hard parts of it. 
And there's also so much like good stuff. Again, like this, like the history of music. There's really nothing hard if you decide to listen to that, or if you're grappling with listening to that, that I, the link that I'm going to include, or if you're going to look it up, there's nothing like sad about that. It's just really, really, really good context for how American music was brought into play, was originated and evolved, you know, out of slavery and out of the uh, enslaved Africans and just their style. So it got me to thinking about what Snoop was saying. And in my mind, I'm just thinking that for one, when he says we are tired of slave movies, I cringe because it's a pet peeve of mine when people speak in the language of us and we. Because in my mind, I'm asking, how can they speak for all people of African descent? I would prefer, and I think it would be actually more beneficial to liberation practices and, and the, the push for liberation for all people if everyone spoke for themselves. And I think that while it's obvious that those of us who are descendants of enslaved Africans, we share a lot of shared history in terms of the nuances of what it means to be to be that, I still think there's room for agency. And I still think that agency should come first if we're going to be truly liberated. So I grapple with when I hear people speak in the language of us and we, my question is, can we ever truly be liberated if we're us and we? If And when I say if we're us and we, if the people who share that common thread of being descendants of enslaved Africans, can we truly be liberated if we continue to speak in and embrace the language of us and we? Because the reality is, just like in the example that Snoop gave, like, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with the idea that we don't want to see slave movies or we're tired of hearing about slavery. I'm not. I enjoy the more more stories, the more that people dig, the historians, the storytellers, the more that they dig and the more people's stories that they tell. Like, I really enjoy learning about these people's lives. I enjoy learning about their resilience. I enjoy learning about the wonderful things that they created. I enjoy learning about the wonderful things that they invented in the different ways that the enslaved people of African descent, how their doings, their workings, their intelligence, their talents, their creativity is literally interwoven into the DNA of what we know to be America today. So those stories are important to me and I can't get enough of them. So I just really think that there's value in that. But also when I think about liberation, I think about the fact that liberation starts within. And what I mean by that is, again, I want the ability to be able to speak for myself. And I would like for others to do the same. And I always cringe, not only when I hear people speak about us and them, but I also cringe when I hear people say things, I'm sorry, like we and us, but I also cringe when I hear people say things like, you know, quote unquote, black people don't. Or black men do this and black women do that. And whenever people use that, those general statements, I feel like it's rooted in standardization. And to standardize a whole group of people who share an experience in terms of their, their lineage, in terms of how we got to this country, it feels like a lot of people, not all, of African descent continue to embrace that grouping and that kind of cattle, cattling and property language that was put on our ancestors because our ancestors were property. 
and our ancestors were created treated like animals and cattle, etc. So those European slave owners and the people of European descent who ran the country and just lived during those days, they spoke about people of African descent and those groupings and those type of ways. But in my mind, I'm thinking, well, how do we break out of that? When do we begin to break out of that? How do we break out of it? And in my mind, the only way to do that is to stop speaking in those ways ourselves. So to stop speaking about African-American people in groupings of us and we and black men, black women, etc. I feel like there needs to be more nuance. And one of the things that I always think about that fits within this conversation is I feel like a lot of times we don't have the language to speak liberation just yet. And I feel like it's important that we grapple with the kind of thoughts that I'm speaking right now. And I feel like we start experimenting. I feel like it's important that we start experimenting with language in the ways that I'm speaking about now and get away from that generalized, standardized groupings of us and we when speaking about how we as individuals experience things. So it's something that I'm conscious of and I practice. It's something that I want to know if any of you are conscious of. Do any of you practice these things? Does this make sense to anyone? Um, what I'm saying, again, just you can feel me grappling with it and you can feel the heart at what I'm trying to say. And I hope it's not offensive in any way. And what I'm trying to say, because ultimately everything that I'm thinking and the ways that I'm thinking, the things I'm trying to articulate that I don't even have the language for just yet is rooted in my quest for liberation for all people. And to bring it home, going back to my original example, I think that in that quest for liberation, it would have been more authentic and more honest for Snoop to say, I'm tired of watching slave movies and for him to unpack that and what it means for himself instead of speaking about us and we, because I see that on social media so much. I see people when they really mean I, they say we, when they really should say I, because I really feel like they mean I, I feel like something's bothering them and something is offensive to them or something gets under their skin or something, you know, et cetera, is bothersome to them. And instead of them owning it as a problem for them, they put it on all people of African descent. So it's important that we center agency and give every person the right to define themselves and define their own experiences and their own feelings and how they're grappling with things. And I realized that because we did not come up in a society that honors agency, that is hard for people to speak in those ways because we, we don't yet have the language. And I just want to start speaking to the importance of us practicing those things if we're truly going to be liberated, if we're truly going to be free. I hope this landed. I'm literally speaking off the cuff and just bringing you my raw, authentic thoughts and feelings, bringing it to this platform. And I hope that it makes sense. I would love to hear your feedback when this gets posted on Instagram. You can always send feedback to me through my Instagram at I go to grow. And let's continue to grapple. Let's continue to think about these things. Let's continue to practice liberation. Let's continue to practice agency. Let's grow. Thank you.